0: hello welcome back to consumer culture the internet's 47th thousandth leading pop culture podcast I'm your host Adam hello Jesse how are you
1: you said 47 I'm like oh we broke top 50 yeah a no. I was and like then oh. I realized like oh no wait I gotta <laughs> I gotta pull it back have we even broken a fan base of two digits yet <laughs> I could not tell you I know uh um, I, just, I I
0: found life is better when you don't look at the metrics.
1: Man, there's that silly, silly warm, modest slash pettiness feeling that, though when mm-hmm. like I was on the um no no no, when I was on the team speak with you and the other guys in the lobby oh. and they're like, Oh, that's Jesse yeah, from when, the podcast. When and Fax I was, like, was
0: like, Oh, Jesse are you Jesse from, from, from
1: consumer podcast? culture? and then just I know, like Oh I like, yeah, here we go. Right? <laughs> like like oh oh. Aw
0: right <laughs>
1: Just, that's 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 the feeling like, <laughs> that's that, that's cool thank, thank i guess you. <laughs> now i
0: can i guess now i can shout out fax as well as josh because i know they're both listening so hello I,
1: um how are you doing jesse i'm doing fine i'm doing good running through there i'm needlessly excited for tomorrow because it's Beldum day Beldum! for fucking yeah. Pokemon Go, goddamn Beldum, I want all get the that, Metacrosses.
0: Get that shiny Beldum,
1: get that Metagross Please. with Meteor Smash. I want, um, dude, that's all I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> and
0: go out and, well, that's all you're going to do for a very specific three-hour window right. tomorrow.
1: <laughs> well, we're uh, going to get up at like nine or something.
0: Well, it doesn't start till one.
1: Oh, it does not. It's only
0: one dinner. to four. It is what? a specific three-hour window from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Is,
1: well, damn. Um, all
0: right. And so, but, yeah, but like, I think that makes it more fun. Go to a local park. That's what I do. I go to my park. There's a billion people out there, and there's always, I'll always meet up with like four or five people that I know, and we'll just end up walking around and shooting the shit for like three hours. Highly recommend. Um, Yeah. It's also going to be one fourth egg hatch rates. Yes. And so, if you have super incubators, that's one sixth. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's going to be. That's gonna be a good time. Uh, I'm doing good. I have an energy drink. I have <laughs> little. De- Here's a question, Jesse. No. Oh. Best little Debbie, or favorite little Debbie?
1: Oh God, it's it's been a while because I'm not like in the the moist South anymore, so they're not pushed as hard. Listen, I was about to say. I, know, I was um, talking to Derek the other day. I know for a
0: fact they have them in Austin.
1: I know, but they're not they're not pushed as hard. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the 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 cream filled cupcakes, probably, um, or the Swiss not... rolls.
0: Okay, i say about to say because I don't think the cupcakes. I don't think they're little Debbie's, but I'll I'll give it to you.
1: I mean, I I googled it to make sure oh. was, her face is on the thing, so I yeah. Know well, what to... so yeah, um, so like
0: the for me, like oh, highly... I was always
1: star Crunch and brownies when I was a kid. See, that stuff yeah, got me really good. Did you grow out of that and realize that those are both garbage. I mean. They're delicious garbage,
0: but yeah. Like, I I can still fucks with the Star Crunch, but like those brownies Fuck just kind of, it just, it kind of feels like you're <laughs> eating a sponge.
1: God, like, I can imagine Iron Sheik saying that in like 1979. I crunch
0: can crunch still bubba. fucks with the Star Crunch, Bubba. <laughs> break, break puffed rice, make humble. Um, <laughs> make grumble. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> shit. Strawberry shortcake roll. Oh god, super underrated,
1: real I good. Don't think I ever had one of those. It, they're
0: so good. Oh, they're so good. It's like the it's like the the oh, Swiss god. cake roll, except instead yeah. of like chocolate and cream, it's just like strawberry and cream. And, oh, it's real good. Oh, right. so welcome, so welcome to the Debbie Report. Uh, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to our our new show within the show. We fucks with Debbie. hi mom. Uh, is your My mom's, mom's name, name is Debbie? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, welcome to our new show within the show. We fucks with Debbie. Uh,
1: (laughs) her favorite curse word is shit ton it's a good one every time i say it and i was like all right this is fun (laughs) god all right
0: so uh, what we are actually here for um i am uh very much for the two of us i am the tv guy i watch a lot of tv i really like tv i always have um like i don't I wouldn't say that I've TV to like movies, but yeah. I like them both for two very different reasons. Yeah. Like I'll go to movie for like spectacle and like, you know, a, a well-contained interesting story. You go to TV for character. Like that's there's for, more
1: time for that. To exactly. Make it for really me, harnessed.
0: like a lot of the plots of TV shows overall, uh, can kind of take a back seat because character is where it's at. And that's why you have more and more people, like big name actors going to television recently because like the anthology show has become a big thing. Oh, so yeah. you can go, you know, Billy Bob Thornton and Martin Freeman can go do ten episodes of Fargo, and yeah, that's yeah. all they're gonna do. They're not committing to a six season order, Pretty but great. they still have more time to work with than with a ninety minute movie. They can build yes. and chew on their character. And so like I've always been more of a character person in general. Um and so TV is where it's at for me. And there's a book by Alan Seppenwall. And Matt Zollerseis named called TV the book. Two experts picked the greatest American shows of all time. Uh they got together, they had uh they've been writing together for years, they are like the two TV guys. Like no two people
1: in the world know <clears throat> know more about television than these two dudes. And ironically, as they start with the book, they wanted to get into movie criticism mm-hmm. and stuff. Because like when they started like in the eighties and nineties, TV criticism was nothing. Like right tv
0: did not become what it is now until the late 90s until the sopranos like it was the sopranos for better or worse the sopranos
1: hbo in general deciding we don't give a fuck go ahead like hbo in the 90s is literally what netflix is now
0: yeah because uh yet Oz before the sopranos which is their fucking oz man just listening about oz is oz is something god oz Mm -hmm. Goes places. And I
1: feel like, you know, I have failed as someone who A, likes to laugh, B, likes to make a fool of themselves, and other letter, B, you know, a clown everywhere Mm -hmm. I go, and the fact that I never heard the Larry Sanders show really before. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, the fact that I never knew this existed seems pretty petty.
0: What a good show.
1: But also, that show
0: and you find that with a lot of shows in the past uh, few years, they were just kind of lost to time. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, this now, is done. Let's
1: get, keep going.
0: Like, that show never got syndicated, because it was on Showtime. So, like, it wasn't, like, The Simpsons, or Cheers, HBO, or... Yeah, yeah. yeah, or, like, yeah, because yeah, his other one was on Showtime. He had one of right, those people right. on Showtime. Yeah, he um, uh, They They had all of, like, they weren't syndicated. There wasn't anywhere to watch that stuff and if you had hbo you might catch a rerun every now and again but like once it was over it was kind of over up until the past 10 years or so like when oh hey there's a market for that and so people our age it's very easy like i'm only i only know about the larry sanders show from like pop culture podcasts and reading books and shit like because it's it was hard to watch so you right. know i learned about i learned about it 5 6 years ago
1: yeah, I had and heard of Oz, but I didn't know how fucking like intense it was. Oz is something, man. You want to never look. What I mean deep, I don't mean like philosophical. I yeah. mean like, oh my god,
0: you want to never look at J.K. Simmons the same way again.
1: That's a that's what scared me. It's like J.K. is in this. I don't wanna watch. Like, watch that uh,
0: also, or... also Christopher Maloney.
1: <laughs> oh God.
0: Yeah, he's a recurring Whoa. cast member on like the second through the last season. Um, Big Dick Wong's in there, like, that's, they got some people.
1: We forget
0: how much he has done. Yeah. Uh, so, just break, to, to break down the book, they did what they admit was, uh, um, a flawed system, but the best they could do.
1: Yeah, as close as they could get. Yeah, they had, and yeah. Yeah, you, know, you know, and and that's kind of impartially what we're going to talk about, about some of these rankings are more interesting than like, you know, I'm not going to say it's wrong. I'm just surprised yeah. in for placements, and that's a big deal we're talking about. Um, I think we should spend a good bit of time on the top five for sure. Uh, yeah,
0: so so they, they ranked them in they had six categories, innovation, consistency, performance, storytelling, uh, influence, and peak. And I think peak was the important one to put in there. Uh, I really like at the in like the sort of the prologue for the book, they talk about how there are baseball players that were like had like a five year stretch where they were the best in their position in the league that yeah. aren't in the Hall of Fame because they played for a really long time, and so people forget how good they really were just because they stuck yeah. around and like. But that peak really matters, and that peak is kind of what gets us to the top ten. So yeah, from ten to one, especially
1: the number one spot.
0: Ten to one, we got all the family: Deadwood, I Love Lucy, Seinfeld, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, Cheers, The Wire, The Sopranos, and number one, The Simpsons. Uh, yep. I think that's I, I'm yeah, I I think that's totally reasonable. Uh, I
1: I really am impressed. One how early it, it is, and the fact that it did get cut off too early. Um, according to the showrunner and everything, uh, Deadwoods just being number nine is like here's, the only one I'm like, whoa, okay. Here's right. the thing with
0: like this top 10. Yeah. And this isn't a penal, like, this isn't something to penalize it. This is like the people writing it and kind of like a lot of TV writing up until now. And this isn't to say anything's wrong. This is a very, this was written by two middle-aged white dude lists. Like... Yeah. The Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad, Deadwood, All in the Family, Seinfeld, Mad Men—those yeah. are Bad shows man. that are like lauded by a very specific demographic of people. It's not to say they aren't great shows. It's not to say they don't deserve to be up there. But man, let me tell you, seems about every two months on Twitter, somebody I follow, uh, like a-, a woman that I follow, will post something on the lines of, "Dear God, I went on a date and they tried to get me to go back to their apartment and watch The Fucking Wire." because like those like the sopranos the wire like they're great shows they're incredible storytelling but they are very much made for the people who wrote this book i would love to see this book i would love to see this book like rewritten by somebody like mo ryan who she writes for variety i think she is also one of the best tv writers and i would love to see her top 10 because i bet it would be very different um Cause, cause... Hey, and there's
1: a good bit on here, and they they at least in their like honorable mention section, bring up a lot of you know because this is the decade where that stuff really is yes. shining through as yes. best as it can, both identities and um, yeah. gender situations and um, yeah, female just everything. Like there's mm-hmm. some, like there's some stuff there's some shows that I didn't realize. Like I knew what they were, but I didn't know what they were about. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Like, yeah. uh, like Cagney and Lacey, I would imagine, was one of those.
1: Oh, oh, I'm in on the honorable Minister, but here too, yes. Oh, but like, like the honorable is, like current stuff. Like, um, I didn't know about I'm Transparent, curious. and I feel like I should have. Uh, um, not so much anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, has it gone off the rails a little? Or uh, no, Jeffrey Tambor. Like
0: Jeffrey Tambor got booted off that show because he verbally, sexually, and physically har- harassed most of the people that worked on that show
1: oh well also they
0: shouldn't have cast jeffrey tambor for that show they could have should have cast an actual trans actress yeah that i thought that
1: was interesting i I thought maybe that meant there was something about jeffrey tambor but like
0: no that just shows that it got the autumn world mentioned because the people writing the book didn't think about that yeah because they come to it from a very specific point of view
1: there's another one uh i mean yeah there's there's great shit um But, yeah,
0: like so i am happy that I think The Simpsons deserves number one because, like, like you said, like in and, and here's something like they came to bat for like the second half of the series, which I think they should, like I think the second half of the show gets a much worse rap than it should, like you can take from season thirteen to present, that show still probably makes the
1: top fifty, yeah, um i my my friend um tyler who who I've talked to a lot and we talk about stuff like this all the time I was telling him about this and that we were doing this next and i was like guess what the number one uh show was for um their list and he you know he guessed the wire yep. and sopranos and breaking bad and stuff. i was like no yep. no because i because i knew him i knew how much he loved the simpsons i was like go with go with your heart yeah he like is, is this a test is this a <laughs> you know because he's he's one of those guys that overthinks it yeah I was like, is this a? and i was like no it was just with your fucking soul man just just say it don't (laughs) think that you're gonna be an idiot this isn't you know reddit i'm not gonna call you stupid for saying (laughs) it say it and he finally did i'm like yes and he's like huh yeah yeah, it's this the first half i'm like yeah but man if you really take the second half and you you take every great episode from the second half you still probably have like three four seasons
0: here's the thing that i always come back to with the simpsons the simpsons hasn't gotten that much worse all of us have just gotten older
1: more cynical
0: like yeah like we don't hate what the simpsons as we come has become now uh they are they no, not we because i still like it they don't hate what the simpsons has become now they, they hate, hate what they've become well they hate that they aren't eight years old watching it in reruns on their local upn affiliate again yeah like that's what that is they 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 hate that they've grown up it's the same Nostalgia way i feel about like
1: a dangerous thing in this yeah decade.
0: It's almost like no. I mean, like nostalgia's has always been shitty and kind of like faulty, but like now it's super at the forefront. The only thing
1: that people yep, judge stuff like,
0: on now it has been com like it's become a commodity. Yeah, like almost nostalgia. Tangible, and that's nostalgia bad. has become weaponized and is being repackaged and sold to you. Yep. Ah, uh, which has made it like nostalgia's always been kind of inherently remember? reductive, remember? but now it's like even worse.
1: remember
0: Also. Like you know, looking back, it, if you spend all your time looking back, you're not looking forward, and that's how you get Reddit. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's how you get Trump. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, I think this,
0: the Simpsons will very much deserves to be up there. Like Sopranos and The Wire and Breaking Bad. Again, these are all shows that like I I don't think a like two not like two people yeah. who don't fit the mold of 99 percent of the TV writers from 1970 to 2012. Like yeah. like they they pick that show uh i'm glad cheers got as high as it did well let's talk
1: about cheers i was, I was literally yes because you you, written, you watched it. some cheers after listen i watched the first season it's and really good I brought it up to my sister my uh, uh mm-hmm. oh god if i say her wrong age it'll be bad um she's eight years older than me i'm just gonna do it like that uh, so, so you're she, what
0: 26 so she's 34 I'm about to be. I'm so she's
1: about to be. 34 33 or 34 i don't want okay. to <laughs> Cause I've told her about the podcast. She's listening. Oh, a bit. oh um, hell, you fucked up. Yeah, I did fuck up. I love you, Jenny. Um, <laughs> but she's like the first. But that age group, she's the first wave of like an ironic millennial hipster, whatever fuck you want to throw at what they're called now. Um, and so every everything she does, which I admire, is like is not to be noticed or to point out um this is her demographic her generation kind of thing but she got i don't i guess watch cheers because i brought it up because she texted me like randomly at one in the morning a couple of days ago she's like man i really hate how they treat coach and that you know it's like yeah brain damage isn't a joke anymore but oh it definitely was yeah. in the 80s yeah coach's brain dead almost because like the whole joke is like man i couldn't really hit very well so it took a lot of uh, walks He's just got CTE. I let myself get hit in the head.
0: He's just got yeah. CTE. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. And then that. she's like, "Man, yeah. there's a
1: lot of sexist jokes in here." I'm like, "There, there are. Yeah. There's like, definitely a lot." That's
0: the thing. Like, that's most multi-camera sitcoms from yep. like 2013 and previous.
1: <laughs> yeah, like no, pretty much. But honestly, the only one I can think of that's not really that is Modern Family. That's it's a not a multi-camera
0: hit. sitcom. I'm thinking like not, is traditional laugh track. Like, yeah. Um. And uh, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, hell. What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Oh, it's on Netflix. It's a Norman Lear show. It's really uh, good.
1: Oh, what's what it called? About, I'm losing my brain. Oh, what's uh, it called? Um. I don't want to say the wrong one. It's uh, One Day at a Time. Oh, okay. That show, it's on Netflix. It
0: is a traditional multi-camera sitcom. And it is fucking stellar it is like it oh my god it's so good
1: yeah it's amazing one norman lear still alive and two
0: he's still going
1: always yeah and he's always been kind of ahead of the curve or and now he's now he's finally where he's belonged for the past 50 years everyone's caught up with him (laughs)
0: like norman lear is interesting because he's always been like ahead of the curve but also behind it in some ways like he's been ahead of the curve with like his like views and and especially like social stuff but he's been behind the curve because he didn't he wasn't able to like take a step back and look at some of the stuff he was making three-dimensionally and see the kinds of effects it could have because if he could he wouldn't have made fucking archie archie bunker like all in the family is a great show but Archie Bunker became like the patron saint of racist shitheads because they couldn't tell that he was mocking them.
1: Yeah. And that and that isn't his fault, but also that's a hard risk in a roll of the dice. And I think it,
0: I don't think, I, that's think a, it was, I don't think those are dice worth rolling because like best case. So people laugh. Worst case, you fucking embolden the worst people in our society. Like think, I think I that really risk... don't think it's
1: best case people laugh. I think like, it's it's best case like, people best case, believe in talking to that person, telling them they're wrong. Like best case the
0: people who already know your your it's it's uh, satire, like all that's gonna do is further entrench people. The people who think he's right are just gonna see that, see their words coming out of his mouth and going, Yeah, see, he gets it. And the people who understand that he's satire is gonna be like, Oh yeah, that's satire. He gets it. Either way, you are emboldening people who are already correct, or you are emboldening people who are the worst people.
1: I don't know. Like, I I think it encouraged a lot of people to tell people like that that you're full of shit and you need to understand you're wrong. Like it, I think it did. I mean, not not maybe, as many. But like, like, I, like I can agree, not as many. Yeah. Like but... I just
0: don't think like I think nowadays you don't do that because you know what could happen. Like you know the risks you take, and it might just be because of like the state of America in the past 15 years or so. No, yeah. But, yeah. Like, you, you don't make I, that work. I, I get
1: that, but...
0: Because, like, it's just... Because, yeah, like, it's... There's a really good podcast uh, from... Oh, hell, what's his... It's called uh, Revisionist History, from Malcolm Gladwell, called Revisionist History. And yeah. in the first season, the last episode he did, was all about satire. Yeah. And about how if what you are satire... Like, if if... Your work of satire is just mirroring the thing that you're satirizing. It's not satire. You're just making that thing. Like it's it's kind of like what ended up happening with Stephen Colbert on the Colbert Report, because um, there were a lot of fucking people who were super staunch conservatives like, oh. and really loved Stephen Colbert.
1: Yeah, I get and it. it's the
0: same thing. Like you're you're making you're you're satirizing something. But you need to turn it up to, like, 15. Like, 11 isn't going to do it. Because you need to make it obvious to everyone watching that you are are doing satire and you're not just punching down. And it's something they could have done better with R.G. Bunker, and it's something Stephen Colbert definitely could have done better. Because that motherfucker was loved by conservatives.
1: Yeah, but so what is 15? What is, like, him being even more... Like, not not making crazy, him the ma- too far gone conservative psycho. No, just to... not
0: making him the main character. Not making him the voice that the entire show comes through. Making That's him 15. someone on the sideline. Like making the fucking son in law the main character and making him the crazy shithead dad that he has to put into his place every episode. I like, mean Colbert, but oh Colbert, don't do to, just fucking make the Daily Show. Like don't don't be cute with it. Just make the goddamn Daily Show. Like don't. You're good.
1: They should not have given him the Colbert report is what you're saying. They should have given him a show, but he shouldn't have thought he was smarter than everybody
0: else. And he, he, he simultaneously thought he was smarter and thought everyone else was smarter than they were. Like he should have made a more straightforward news show. Like not necessarily the exact daily show, but like do something that maybe leans harder on conservatives than the daily show even did. I don't like there's some, or just make it like narrative, like, making a narrative show about Stephen Colbert, the character, and making him a fucking buffoon. That, again, it is very widely obvious every episode that he is wrong and not how you should think. Don't just, like, have... And, and part of it was, like, Stephen Colbert was too good at it. Like, yeah. he was really good at it. Like, there was... Yeah. In that podcast, they did an interview with somebody who was on his show. And they were like, no, the moment those cameras started rolling for that interview, like, it was not... We weren't winking and nudging. He was that that version of Stephen Colbert, and he wasn't gonna let up. Like he f- went full into that character, and it felt yeah. like it was real, and it came off like that. It's it's a hard thing. It's why satire is the hardest thing in the world, and ninety nine percent of people who do it shouldn't because they don't get it. Because satire is all about punching up, but it's very easy to punch down, because the thing you are sat like you have to make sure the thing you are satirizing is not just going to embolden the thing that you're trying to mock. It's very difficult. All in the Family, don't get me wrong, All in the Family is a classic for a reason. It's one of the best shows of all time. It's It did open a lot of people's eyes. It opened a lot of conversations. Um, although it did kind of both sides things. Like it did straddle the both sides. Uh, it did. Because of, because of uh, George Jefferson. Because they were just like, "Oh, look, George Jefferson is just a black Archie Bunker." See, it it goes both ways, right? Yeah, it's a difficult thing, but one day at a time is fucking great. Like, watch <laughs> one day at a time because he gets it. Like and now you see, but here's the thing about Norman Lear: I'm not gonna hold it against him because he's learned from it. Like, Norman also Lear... ninety
1: six. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. But no, that's the thing, like, hell, yeah, if anything if anything, uh I'll give him way more credit because he's 90 goddamn six and yeah. he's still helping make shows like one day at a time. But like yeah. each show that he makes kind of like helps shave off the the follies he had with the previous.
1: Uh, if that makes sense. Like, he gets it. Um But yeah, so like I think I, it's I was, a different title, because One Day at a Time, I'm seeing here, was from 75 to 84. Yep,
0: and there is now one on Netflix called One Day at a Time. Oh,
1: like, remade?
0: Yeah. Or? It's gotta say, if you go to the One Day at a Time Wikipedia page, there's a thing up top that says One Day at a Time, parentheses, 2017 series. Okay, I missed that. Alright, cool. Uh, I don't know if Norman Lear is, like, full-on, hands-on, like, creating it, or if he just kind of, like, put his name on it and helped out with it a little bit, Uh but yeah, it's on Netflix. It's fucking like it hits everything that it should in the best way. Like it go, it like it it does episodes focusing on because now it is a like Mexican American family, and it focuses on the things, the struggles they have living in America. It hits on like mental illness, immigration, homophobia, sexism. Like it really understands this shit, and it it you can tell it's written by like unique voices and viewpoints of people who can really put that shit on screen yeah it's so good um i'm I'm trying to think of what uh, also um in the in the book there are a few things they didn't um do like it was u.s shows only um no uh, uh,
1: fiction only
0: narrative fiction only so no documentary sketch comedies talk show reality show uh etc 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 um a few anthology shows like uh the twilight zone and and things of those nature uh so no SNL no key and peel uh things like that uh, which i think is fine cuz like it's way easier like it's ske- i i would never call sketch comedy easy but it's way easier to like have more consistency if you're just writing six-minute sketches as opposed to, like, writing a season's worth of, like, a plot,
1: you know? Yeah, it can be, for sure.
0: Uh, But you can still miss fairly easily. Um, Shout-out to Matt Zoller-Seitz, who defends the fourth season of Arrested Development, because yeah, I do, too. I saw that. I really like the fourth season of Arrested Development. I haven't watched Arrested Development at all. It's real good. It's fascinating. Because, boy, that is a snapshot of like mid 2000s United States. Because it's all like a lot of that stuff are parallels to George W. Bush and like the war in Iraq. Jesus. Like, for example, uh, the Will Arnett's character is called Job for George Oscar Bluth. George Oscar Bluth. Um, which is a play on Jeb Bush, because Jeb is called Jeb because his name is John Ellis Bush. Gotcha. Um, That's but yeah, like I, I think like there were not many kids shows. They added a couple, like SpongeBob was
1: in there. SpongeBob it, at twenty two, which is really impressive.
0: It deserves to be though, man.
1: Maybe I think so, yeah. With, with when you think about peak, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it. Because like the first four seasons and the movie was done by the creator Steven
0: Hillenberg, yeah,
1: yeah, and then he left. And what what I do love is the the very episode, the first episode that they did after he left was Mister Krabs sells the Krusty Krab to like a corporate mogul, and yep. they start making processed blandy patties that they have to like. Um, run through a conveyor belt, and then color to make them look like normal Krabby Patties, and I thought that was always pretty genius. God. Um, and I think Hillenburg came back just last year or so, um, if I'm not yeah. mistaken.
0: I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah.
1: But but that's a 10-year gap where, I guess because it's a kid show, its popularity never diminished, and people never really realized um, uh, the difference in, like, I almost I almost want to compare it to the first couple of seasons of Family Guy to when Family Guy came back after it was canceled.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, where, oh, this is what works, this runs, let's just fucking do this. Yeah. Who, who gives a shit about anything else. Yeah. Um, because I think the first two seasons of Family Guy worked pretty well, uh, th- but I definitely th- yeah. the rest of it doesn't. Yeah. Um, like, it was just so different, especially yeah. for the time. Yeah. Um, but SpongeBob, like those first like three, four seasons are pretty fucking perfect. They're amazing. I would argue that SpongeBob, SpongeBob's 1999 to 2004 run rivals you can, yeah, you can the put best it of the Simpsons.
0: Yeah, you can put it up against just about anything else. Cause it's like, like they talked about in the book, it is perfect absurdist comedy.
1: Yes, it's abstract without being abstract because it yep. still follows, you know, the simple formula. But it uses the the fake out of being a kids' show into yep. making it very surrealist, very it's so surrealist and mocking and playful without ever being edgy yep. or abusive in its narrative. It's... It
0: it never forgets the fact; like it understands it is mostly be it, it understands it is being watched a lot by adults yeah. but it never forgets that it is being made for kids
1: and i want to shamelessly personally plug that to me the closest show the closest cartoon which is my favorite cartoon of all time to come near what spongebob achieved and i will say spongebob was definitely was better in that run but i think ed and eddie was really close to that too i can see a that a lot of similarities and ed, ed and, and eddie is still my really favorite out cartoon there. of all time yeah, it's it. It gets crazy in a lot of different places. Yeah. Um. SpongeBob just struck a better chord, I think, yeah. for a lot of people, Ed and then Eddie be too annoying, which is sad to say. E- oh, well, I, I think
0: SpongeBob is annoying in different ways. SpongeBob is yes. annoying but endearing, and yeah. there isn't much endearing to edit In Ed, Ed, Ed Eddie, if you're like an adult, like I'm, it, yeah. there's it's there, like it's, but you have like, to like I'll, a... I'll
1: agree because they're they're the they're three stooges that don't realize they're stooges yeah like Um, you can get there in ed
0: and but you kind of have to work for it in spongebob while it is annoying on the surface you just look at that you watch two minutes of that character and you're like oh he's just he's just kind of dumb he's
1: just
0: just living man he's a good kid right yeah Um... um if there was one i think the biggest controversy i would
1: imagine is lost at 24 I, I love that we're on the same wavelength and not at the same time because I was literally about to say I love that Lost is at twenty four. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like it. I haven't watched Lost, right?
0: Like but ever, like, any of it. I've watched like the first episode. Oh man, That's That's about it. My sister. What were really you doing in two thousand and four? Being in ninth grade,
1: right? Like, but like, be doing marching band. Okay, because my sister was hooked on Lost, and she's like, "You got to watch Lost," and. She gave me the first season on DVD that her friend had, and I watched yeah. it. and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And from there, I was hooked. Yeah, just like punching it's, at you. Like, what it's, the fuck were you watching?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Fucking SpongeBob. Get off <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Lost is, I, it's so interesting because I I don't mind that Lost is up there because I think, uh, and this might be a controversial state. Yeah. When it comes to TV, I think the journey is way more interesting than the destination.
1: I mean, that that ultimately was Abram's argument. And people like, were like, yeah. ah, get like, the fuck out of here, Abram. Like, oh,
0: no, you didn't answer all the questions. I don't fucking care. Like, again, I w- it's, it's like what we were talking about yesterday with the Netflix stuff. Yeah. That doesn't. Un- it's the argument they made for How Much Your Mother, where it's like yeah. it being kind of unsatisfying in the last five minutes doesn't remove all of the fun I had with it leading up to yes. that. Like, you know. Those memories aren't taken from me. Like, that's fine. I still have... And honestly...
1: Yeah? There's only one thing I actually would change about Lost. And it's not even really changing as much as adding, like, a five-minute scene. And that's all the kids... Because the children survive the the whole endeavor. Um, And I thought it would be so cool if, like, just the last five minutes, we cut to different adults no names or anything yet them on the plane and they start talking and it's revealed it's that all the kids grown up and there's this guy like would you see the shadow of a guy and he walks down the aisle and stuff excuse me whatever sits down and then we get a very similar announcement about the plane departing as in the first episode and it takes off and they start experiencing turbulence and we get a picture of the one guy in the back who is the character who stayed on the island at this series finale and yeah. that's it. That's what I would have done because it would have been like this big, never-ending cycle thing, and I thought that would have been really cool. But yeah. That and that's it. I wouldn't I, really change the, the. I think. I think that would have been think about the last season.
0: I think that would have been like a little less. I don't want to say hopeful, but like it's kind of a dour note.
1: Like, I understand <laughs> why ends. they wouldn't
0: go for that. I get it, but I think that's a cool yeah. idea. Yeah,
1: I, I think I just think it would because. I don't really know if, if the show ended on on a uplifting note. Yeah, for it was what like all of wanted. them
0: together in the church. Like it's not what people in wanted the, but, in the super afterlife. Like it's not what people wanted, but that's right. that's my secret cap. They were <laughs> they didn't know what they wanted. Like they didn't know <laughs> right? what they wanted, yes. and nothing they nothing they could have done would have been what people wanted.
1: I think because, I think like, a never ending cycle would have been interesting. Oh no, I didn't, I I didn't think even think. Like, when he said down, I was like, I guess that would be kind of fucked up. It <laughs> was <is a> really, <laughs> like,
0: about. oh, yeah, all these people about to go down in a plane crash. Okay. Good night, everybody. Fate! Fate. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder if they were writing this show today where Louie would fall.
1: Yeah, no. Because. Like, let's talk about Louie and, and the Cosby and, show. Um, and Cosby show. Yep. I think Cosby, I was... even as they mention it, I yeah. think Cosby's still too high. Like, I think being on think, here is one thing. Like, I that's
0: think why like forty. I think that's like if you rem- like, it's impossible. But if you remove the Cosby stuff for it, it was a revolutionary right. sitcom. Like, it is. If like you- it's but, so important. Like, honestly, without like, I think if you were if 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 the Cosby stuff hadn't happened, I think that's like top twenty five.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So here, but I think like as I was listening to the like to it because. I was listening to it again. I already listened to it once and I get to the Louis chapter and I knew about the Cosby show chapter. Cause the Cosby show chapter is just them talking about like, all right, listen, yeah. Like look, it, it guys. this, this heart rending story about this guy where he's just like my, uh, I have a young daughter and a son and my daughter's old enough to know what's happening. Yeah. And my son asks, why aren't we watching the Cosby show anymore? Cause we were in the middle of marathoning the Cosby show. When the Hannibal Burris set hit, and it all like the floodgates finally opened on all oh, that, yeah um, and I think the Louis stuff is very similar because like the Cosby stuff was kind of like the worst kept secret in Hollywood for a long time. Everybody knew, and nobody just wanted to do anything about it until Hannibal Burris was like, "Man, fuck this, and the Louis stuff, I knew about that Louis C k stuff like four years ago because yeah. Jen Kirkman was talking like she didn't give names specifically, but she was like. There's a very popular stand-up comedian, and my my management has told me not to say this because it could ruin my career. There's a very popular stand-up comedian who I've toured with that likes to barricade people in their hotel rooms and jerk off and make them watch and like sexually assault them. And there was only one person that could have been. And until the Louis stuff finally did hit, Jim Kirkman didn't do much. Yeah. Cause that shit really did affect her career and to the point her career was hurt so much to the point that about three months before all the stuff finally came out, she like issued a statement saying, Oh no, I specifically wasn't talking about oh. Louis CK just cause she was trying to get her career back. Yeah. Um, Sucks. and I think like, if and because like the, their argument with the Cosby show is you can't divorce Cosby from the Cosby show. Cause so much of that show was so tied to him. So much of his voice and vision was in that show yeah. And that is connected to Louie because that show is 1,000% Louis C.K. He wrote, yes. directed, and edited yes. every episode himself.
1: Um, I don't think it should – even even without what has happened with Louie and stuff, I don't think 18 – it should be that high. That's too high. I think that's reasonable. Period. Like, that show was um, really good. Yeah, like, there's one thing I remember, and that's kind of emotionally prophetic, is the episode with him and Robin Williams – I oh, forgot to, about that. To, like, a complete asshole's uh, funeral, and they're the only ones. Yep. And it's just them talking about how no one's probably going to go to their funerals. Yep. But hey, if I die first, will you? And, like, yeah, sure. And it's, like, yep. I don't like, know. It's very emotionally prophetic, I it's, think. It's and something. Done, he did that a lot. Also, there's two things with Louis that's
0: that's hard to that's hard to go back and watch it. One, because of Louis. And two, boy, that dude really likes Woody Allen. Because yeah. most episodes of Louie are like small Woody Allen films. Oh yeah, so the, and he's like, been in like
1: two of them, I think. And
0: he, he released a movie, or he tried to release a movie last year before everything blew up, called yeah. I Love You, Daddy. That was just a Woody Allen movie, yes, written and directed too. by Louis yep. C.K. And it'll probably um, never see the light of day. And boy, let me tell you, you can learn a lot about people by the people that they idolize. Yeah, like I, I agree. Louis loves fucking Woody Allen that much. Surprise, surprise, turns out he's the same kind of shithead. Yeah. Uh, I But yeah, I, I think Louie in a vacuum guy, is is up there, but yeah.
1: Um the guy Louis idolized the most from what I remember in Louis' stand up and stuff, which made me wonder, and I'm glad we'll never have to find out, and I'm sure he didn't, was um uh lost his name. hmm George Carlin. Oh, yeah, like, he wanted to be the next George Carlin. Yeah. You could tell. And he kind of was for a minute. I felt like that's where he yeah. was headed, but...
0: He was the biggest comedian in the world, like... But again, like, it's it's one of those frustrating things, is it's like, I'm nobody. Yeah. And I knew about, like, I would hear people in, like, 2015, 2016, talking about how much they loved Louis, and I would just kind of side-eye him. Like, really? This is... Really? Like... Again, I will not
1: hold anyone else to a higher standard than I hold myself. But like, I know, but like, how do you... you know? You're you're also the kind of guy that like, not not like looks for stuff, but you you follow the right people where you yeah. get exposed to that stuff way easier. From from what you've told me about different things, you you follow the the middle people.
0: Yeah, who I are try exposed and like to
1: all the big shit that tell the the nobodies yeah. what's yeah. going on but like also like on twitter and shit
0: but that like that jim kirkman story was like entertainment weekly variety like that yeah, wasn't I'm just sure some it got buried within niche a few weeks. story like but yeah, yeah like but... it's 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 one of those things where it's like you could it's like the cosby stuff it was very easy to find
1: yeah, especially, like, like, again, people want to blow up the Hannibal Burns thing, but then they're like, oh, remember when Tracy Morgan made a similar yes! joke? On the, on like, the, what, no. five years earlier? I watched, no, I Six? was re-watching a few a few years ago, like, right after this
0: blew up. Yeah. I was re-watching 30 Rock. And there yeah. was a joke on 30 Rock where they're trying to get Tracy to come back to the show. And Phil Lamar was on there. And they were like, hey, call Tracy and do your Cosby impression. And Philomar, right, they call him, and goes, "Hey, Tracy, it's Bill." And Tracy just goes, "Bill Cosby, you have the nerve to call me after what you did to my aunt in in Iowa I know in 1983."
1: Yeah.
0: And I just like jaw dropped, like and again, like hand over my that face, was to, like, like, "Oh my god, this was that was like, like ten years ago.
1: That was like 2009." Yeah.
0: No, yeah, this is like yeah, like 2009, 2010. Like I just like, oh, yeah. oh my god,
1: it's always been there, and people. Just people didn't care. Eventually shoved to the side. Oh, just yep. a joke. It's, I, it's, honestly, I was shocked the Hannibal Burst thing took all the way it did. But then I, yeah. I listened to him like, oh, he's just straight out calls me also, a rapist like eight times. Yeah, that's right. Also,
0: uh, people also, listen. Also, you're a rapist. Also, people listen when a man says it. Tracy in Tracy Morgan's way, the thing, a man. No, but Tracy Morgan wasn't coming out and saying Cosby was a rapist. Tracy Morgan was doing a out there okay. joke about sure. like, okay. like, if you didn't know, like when when that first aired – yeah. That was just like a weird, funny, out of the left field joke. Like, yeah. people listen when Hannibal Burris said Bill Cosby is a rapist because they'll listen to when a man says it in a way that they don't when his 50 something victims came out and said Bill Cosby is a rapist. Yeah. Like, it took Hannibal Burris saying something before everybody listened to what these other people had been saying for decades. Yeah, it does, um,
1: it's,
0: but yeah, really like, does. It, um, is there anything
1: specific that you feel should be significantly higher um i do but it's 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 a white person thing we've already talked about i think friends should be like near 50 something like i think friends at 78 Ah, is is attractive white people yeah no i get it i'm sorry i I
0: honestly am Um, shocked friends is as low as it is um yeah just like, because of like how what's interesting they
1: put it together yeah they put it together with um golden girls, Gold, and Golden which girls is, is 55 which was fascinating because golden girls yeah.
0: I, I think golden girls is a much better show than friends golden girls is fucking slaps go back and yeah, watch but, golden girls that oh, show, no 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 like no, golden girls it. holds know, up better than friends does i think hmm maybe like a lot of a lot of jokes in friends are we promise we're not gay <laughs> like that's a lot of friends punchlines. yeah lines. a lot of true. stuff in friends like Everything that doesn't hold up in Cheers is like magnified in Friends. Um, I guess so. I agree with that. But that show was—it doesn't change. Like that show is incredibly important. And like, I think it should be higher. Honestly, the highest
1: uh, series finale watched in the two thousands with like twelve million people. That was never got. It never changed. It never got caught again since then. It's been the highest. I'm
0: curious. I'm curious what the actual viewership was because I know it was twelve million. Yeah. Oh, it was fifty six. Like it was fifty two million.
1: Oh, I'm stupid. What did I say? It, it might yeah.
0: have been a twelve share, because uh, the way they do like the rating, like a fifty two million is like a 12.0 rating. Oh, uh, okay, okay, Ratings are different. because uh, yeah. like ratings are like percentage shares. It's weird. Um, I think that's the perfect confluence, though, of a cultural moment and the last time something like that could ever happen, yes. because that was right. It was two thousand four. So it was right before. TV viewership plummeted and everyone splintered to a billion different channels and services.
1: Exactly. And I feel um, like that that kind of that significance alone, it should be at least 10 yeah. or so I higher. Think,
0: I think higher than law and order, which is 63. I'm gonna throw that. Listen, that show is a goddamn institution. Like I <laughs> think
1: <laughs> it is, but I would put it, everyone I would put wants it to be like
0: friends. I uh, I would put it well, like I think friends is fascinating because it is the most it is like a time capsule in a way that other shows are not. It is the yeah. most of its specific time. Like, yeah. I don't say this in a in a in an insulting way. It is the most dated show. Like, it is the 90s. in a bubble of the late 90s, early two
1: thousands. It is. It absolutely. is which isn't a bad thing. I think that's really interesting. But but uh, it's because it got to last that long. Yep. You know, ten yeah. ten seasons. And that, it grew. That's Cheers level. That's yeah. that's. And it grew with okay. the time. Yes. Um, um, but I think you'll agree on this just because of conversations we've had. It should be higher than Community, which is fifty-four.
0: I don't think it should be higher than Community.
1: Really? Okay. I think Commu again. <laughs> I can't predict with, you. It's hard. There's
0: issues with Community. Right. I don't like Dan Harmon as a person. Right. Chevy Chase kind of sucks. Yeah. Community's one of the best sitcoms ever made.
1: <laughs> like, Community's great, especially when it's is, focused on Troy and Abed, but... Like, that show
0: was unlike anything ever made up until that point. And the fact that it got six seasons and managed to do everything it did is mind-blowing. It shouldn't no make sense. But no
1: movie. No movie. Also, also six us... six seasons in a movie. They yep. had to kill people to get the yep. six seasons. Where's my also, movie?
0: Community gave us Justin Lin uh who gave us the the like reemergence of the Fast and Furious franchise.
1: Is that where he came from? That's crazy. He,
0: like some of his first big uh directorial things were community episodes. He did uh Introduction to Statistics, which is the Halloween episode in the first season. Okay. Uh with with Abed dressed as Batman and and uh Annie yeah. putting on the Lulan, party.
1: So we'll we'll do a statistical argument uh-huh. here. To the first three seasons of Community.
0: God, they're so good. They're so the twi- good. I
1: would oh, also say the first five of Friends. Is that uh, still community. not like um, closer even out? I wouldn't. I, <laughs> um, or has it been very long since you've even watched Friends?
0: I just think Friends is like, <laughs> part of it is because Friends is like doing everything that every other sitcom did fine. Like, It's kind of the argument they made with Cheers that Cheers took something that was very well-trodden ground and did it better than anyone else had ever done. Sure. And a lot of those same archetypes and and structure and this and that and the other can be applied to Friends. And Friends did it fine. Like, Friends was good. Like, it didn't rewrite the book. It stuck to a formula that was, like... You can make the argument like I would put Friends in Law and Order right next to each other because they're basically the same, except one is for comedy and one is for like procedural crime.
1: I'm down with that.
0: Um, that. But Um, Justin Lin was the one who directed the breakout episode of uh, Community, which was the first season Modern Warfare.
1: uh, Oh, with uh, the paintball.
0: Yeah, he directed the first paintball episode, which
1: directed Darkest Timeline. Like, no, let me see. That uh, was
0: episode was that? season was three, the... remedial yeah. chaos theory. No, yes! he, had, he had moved on by then. He, okay, cool. he, like after the first season, he went and did like fast and furious That's and, and like, cause well, no, cause he directed fast and furious, which came out right before the first season of community. So we probably directed them around this or no, he, he directed them shortly after fast and furious came out. Fast and furious was a big hit. He honed his stuff in community and then went off to do fast five and everything else. Um that's crazy awesome. But no, like the first three seasons of community. Cause like the first season community is fascinating. Cause like the first ten episodes. You're not are, sure
1: where it's going, but it's great.
0: Yeah, like they're they're still figuring it out, but it still works because you just yes. have this great ensemble. And mm-hmm. then introduction to statistics, like I watch again, what like the issues I have with Dan Harmon, I have rewatched the first season. I have the DVD and I yeah. watched every single episode of the first season with commentary. So, like, I learned a lot about that first season community, and, like, it was fascinating. But that's also where I learned, like, oh, hey, Dan Harmon's kind of a shithead. He's really drunk on this commentary and, like, kind yeah. of being shitty towards his actors. Um, but, like, introduction to statistics, which is the Batman episode, or the, the Halloween episode. They said it's the first one where they kind of figured out where they were going. Because... It was super pop culture. It was different. They had that great shot at the end of like the big chair and blanket fort falling like falling down. Oh yeah as Abed pulls uh pulls fucking Chevy Chase out of it. Great. Um football feminism and you was up there. Fucking, it's in your <laughs> is it? It's it's in your heart or it's in your genes. That's racist. It's in your heart <laughs> or it's in your soul. That's racist. It's in your heart, that's gay. That's homophobic. That's black. That's racist. <laughs> um, Damn. And then, like, comparative religion was really good. That was the k- Christmas episode with Anthony Michael
1: Hall. <laughs> can you, so can you tell me why you hate cr- Christmas, me, and Jesus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do you hate Christmas? Why'd you hate Jesus in there? Also, they
0: said <laughs> when they filmed it, Anthony Michael Hall showed up. They all got pictures with him uh, holding up a pair of, like, women's underwear because of <laughs> the like pretty and pink or whatever nice. um and then like investigative journalism was up there the jack black episode oh god i forgot about Jack Black. Being so honest. good right? um yeah. communication studies i think that was the one where yeah that was the one where jeff like gets really drunk with abed one night nice. and uh drunk, drunk dials morning yeah yeah. And, like, it, it started to hit, it started to hit, like, and then, but no, actually, everybody says Modern Warfare, the first episode that really was Community Becoming Community, Contemporary American Poultry, the fucking Chicken Fingers episode. Yeah. it was just Goodfellas.
1: Ever like, since I was a little kid, I always wanted, I wanted to be in to a be, gangster film.
0: Yes, it starts with Ahmed <laughs>
1: saying, ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to be in a gangster film. So good. That's, that's so fancy. good. Yeah. No, I love that episode. Um, for that, like that that's when i felt you know i i couldn't help but project i'm like oh god abed is me yay like um there was a i great... always did jokes like that like yeah. like also um the bottle episode where it's like yep it's like just slam well, on the my door just but a... we did but we did slam on that pretty hard in the previous episode i guess i can load back for i it, guess but... i can pull it back
0: and then fucking jeff
1: slamming the doors we got a bottle episode Yep, we.
0: Well, yeah. um, now you just made me want to watch Community, right? I actually been many rewatch Community. Like the tags yep. at the end of the episode, they talked about how like fucking they would just like get together, like no script or anything, for like yeah. thirty minutes and just throw those little tags together. Like the best one was Troy and Abed coming out, like like Bert and Ernie, and like yeah. eating cookies like in Sesame Street, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Troy That's just awesome. stops and just looks at his watch and he's just like. Oh my god! I I told you, I, my I, I told you I couldn't do this today. My cousin's funeral. I got to go to my cousin's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I like, bet it's just like oh, I forgot about that. Oh man, like I miss Andre. Yeah, like and he just like grabs he his just, books and runs out. It's <laughs> so
2: funny. Fuck.
0: Also, um, who did Community give us? Like, or they didn't give us because they had been working a lot. Or who gave no, Community? Glover. No, who gave Community? It's it's look, it's style, it's everything. Joe just... and Anthony Russo. Oh, shit. I don't they, know the
1: people that worked on Community, apparently.
0: Like, Joe and Anthony Russo directed, like, d- most, like, all oh, the, the great sitcoms of the early 2000s, Community, uh, Arrested Development and all that, that was the Russo Brothers. Uh, oh, wow. They would come in and direct, like, the first five episodes of these shows and give them their, uh, their theme, their style, their look. Like, the Russo Brothers in the first... Three seasons, probably directed half of the episodes of Community.
1: You're still fired, Mark. <laughs> also, they that, had um, that's going very strong, and I think it every day it slowly convinces yep. people that he's really fired. Yep. Uh, also, um,
0: uh, Jay uh, Sekar from Broken Lizard, uh, oh. the the lead in Super Troopers, directed a I ton like of Broken episodes. Lizard
1: stuff more than I should.
0: Yeah. Uh, um. Same, but like no, he has directed a billion tv shows if you yeah. like a tv show he's directed episodes of it um but yeah god i just want to fucking justified should be higher, by the way anthropology 101 with betty white is just like oh, i, I thought it god. was a metaphor and that is why you lose yes
1: <laughs> justified well, should be higher
0: and with the end of the first episode of the second season where they're doing the rap with betty white and it ends up with him seeing africa by toto and in the opening or in the uh commentary for that episode <laughs> donald glover was like we had to teach her the lyrics to africa because <laughs> she was already old by the time that song came out so she wasn't <laughs> listening to new music
1: <laughs> justified should be justified higher should 74 be higher. is too low
0: justify should be way higher um, oh,
1: justified is so fucking good I the think, old fan is yeah. the um, clint eastwood of our generation without any of the bad stuff and you so know. Far.
0: One of my favorite things. You, you remember the movie Rango? Yes. He remember when he voices meets the, the spirit yeah, of he, the he West? Yeah, he voices the spirit of the is West, who was just Clint Tim Eastwood. Timothy
1: elephant doing a fucking Clint yep. Eastwood impression. Yep, yep, so yep. So beautiful. Yep, yeah, um, I think
0: Justified's incredible. It's great performance. You have not like, seen
1: Justified out of all so the action good. dramas on this list. I say Justified. It's so
0: actually. good. Like, Justified's interesting because, so, do you know why it takes a little while to get going in its first season? Shout out to EC
1: three who says it's in his top five. That beautiful right.
0: bastard. Uh, I found that tweet because I was sitting ready for the NXT show, and yeah, then I was so like, good. "Oh, let me check and see if EC three's been is going to be at the show." Because everybody who was at the show was tweeting about it. Uh, it just finished and I was, Justified, and I was <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, EC three isn't here." Oh, but he fucking loves Justified. Um, yep. But uh, so, do you know why yeah, the why first did... season of Justified took a little bit? So, pilot episode, Walton Goggins' character dies. They kill Boyd in the pilot yeah um they showed to some people they end up showing it to elmer leonard and he was just like no you need to keep him like you don't need to kill him so they they reshot some stuff for the end but walton goggins could not film like the first like the next like four or five episodes because he was going off to do the robert rodriguez predator movie yeah and so they had to like Kind of do, like, a little case of the week, almost, the first few episodes of Justified, which are still amazing. Like, the one with the dude that breaks out of prison, because he played in the prison band, like, so good. And so, that's why the first season season doesn't really crank up with Boyd and Bo Crowder and all that until the very end, because that's when Walton Goggins got free and could come back and film stuff for the show.
1: But, but like, we got him to be all silly religious, which is great. Yes, like... Um, the best Boyd uh, Crowder is hands down one of the top five best antagonists in TV ever. Fight for ever, it. yes, um, ever. Also, absolutely.
0: Also, best character development ever. Uh, Boyd's Boyd Crowder's increasing. I just got struck by lightning hair over the course of the season. <laughs> I'm, um, not,
1: I'm not saying justified, but justified.
0: Like I. I liked Margot Martindale probably more than most before Justified. I've always liked her as an actress, but dear God.
1: <laughs> don't you mean, don't you mean character actress Margot Martindale? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I,
0: just I burned through I,
1: three seasons of BoJack Horseman. Uh, oh God. When
0: I was listening <laughs> to that book and they were talking about the, uh, um, the paper, the, 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 the best deaths in TV yeah um spoiler alert they they get to uh margo martindale's mags bennett and then yeah. i i was driving for work and then i said out loud in my car at the same exact time as alan seven well, was already in the glass <laughs> it
1: was already god he's so so
0: good. so good jeremy davies is um, dickie bennett amazing yes. oh oh, oh. So.
1: oh your horse is now Raylan. <laughs> he he's so good and he you want to talk about slowly like diminishing hair control true that like it just got true. worse and wilder and stuff and just the fact that he voices balder in the game uh game of thrones yeah, yeah like the god of war like fuck yeah they had, like voice like, and mocap so for that because like know I, that. I was playing
0: the game and it was like the opening cutscene, and they had a little bit of credits and i didn't pay much attention to it but i saw jeremy davies and i was just like well hello there and then like the very <laughs> beginning of the game is balder showing up he says one word i was just like my
1: man yes it, yeah and that makes so much sense like more yeah. listening to it more i was like oh no fuck yeah that's yep. and that basically is him mo-capped like oh it's 100% like it looks much. like him and yep. he
0: has those like dicky bennett mannerisms about like he carries yeah, himself like the, like the he way did he leans
1: and kind of like yep. sways his arms a little and, and he's stare. just a little yeah. no, unhinged
0: so uh also, he was uh, on the feel. first season finale of um, American Gods, playing one of the Jesuses. That's uh, so awesome. They referred to him as Jesus Prime. There are a lot of Jesuses in that episode. Brian, that's so good.
1: Um, uh, uh, apparently, parts of I guess be this is a what? Sorry, Parks of
2: Recreation
0: should be way I, I, higher. We'll get, uh, we'll get to that in a second. I 100 believe you. We'll get to that in a second. What were you guys? Yeah, say?
1: Real, well, real quick. Um, I guess this is a. Uh, um, I don't want to say con- controversial what's the other one uh, mm-hmm. i don't know but unpopular opinion maybe but i thought uh michael rapapour as daryl crowe was fucking great i i yeah, don't
0: think his that's performance, apparently the
1: response people get. i don't
0: think his perform. i think he could have been that great i think he could have been really good
1: as that character it seems that we have he a couple just, of problems we need to situate out one That's of great. the I love that shit.
0: His accent was like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins level bad. Like I would have rather him just spoken in his natural voice.
1: I like that it was that bad. I something I, about that cuz he's from I, Florida and you don't want to like no criminal from Florida. Yeah, but also, <laughs> you
0: know who's super duper not from Florida? Michael Rapaport. My, Michael Rapaport. And boy, that came <laughs> I know. across. I like that season. I loved season. it. I don't know. I just love like, that. I like the characterization. I thought like the the character was interesting. That season was fun. I love Dewey Crow. Like, also, duty-fay's Dewey Crow is Australian and was able to do that accent better than American Michael Rapaport. Um
1: <laughs> True But that.
0: like True that. I I was interested in learning more about the Crow family. I think it was a good season, but man, like there's something about just the cadence of that, of Michael Rapaport's speech. (laughs) Now he was a guy that you were meant to kind of hate. So like, I think he did a good job. That's why I loved it. (laughs) But like, I think having a bad accent is like kind of, it's cheap heat. Like, oh, you're gonna want to <laughs> hate can, me.
1: I can go with that. So, like, I'm your gonna do like a really team sucks.
0: I like, I'm gonna, yeah, like it's the, it's the your sports team sucks of, of TV performances. And I think it's kind of lazy. Like, I would have rather him just done his regular speaking voice and yeah. made us hate the character for his actions, not the way he. I can't even fucking.
1: I can like, I have I I, I would do that accent do to his, piss off my sister. God, <laughs> I love you, Jenny.
0: God. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Parks and Recreation should be like at least twenty higher. Like that show is a masterpiece. Like I, I believe you. And it I is one of switch it switch it out with Louie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Like it is one of the most pleasant, most just nice, like entertaining, optimistic, positive, fun shows. Yeah. They talked in about a time that really good in a time where we desperately needed that. They compared the citizens of Pawnee to like Springfield, and I think that that's one hundred percent apt. It is. You mean this group Park? of people? It's this group <laughs> of people who love each other and so, like. I like and I like how they like introduce it in that like they introduce it as the first season, like the characterization from the first season, and then they're like, oh yeah, and then all of this gets thrown out the window, and we come back with the second season where everything's different, all the characters are different. All the relationships are different and it's a billion times better because they could not figure it out in the first season. Um, Mm -hmm. But even with that weak first season, I think it's one of the best sitcoms ever made, like Um, hands down.
1: I love Hannibal's on here, but I think 44 is pretty high. I think 44 is a little low. Oh, okay. I think Hannibal's one of the best seasons are amazing. Like I think third season's really good. I think the, the first season, the third struggled to get where it wanted to go.
0: I I um, don't think it struggled. I think it just meandered and took its time. And if you wanted to come along, you could. But if you didn't, you didn't have to. Like that's it was fair. it was the most, um, it was the most Brian Fuller shit. Oh yeah. Like in the in the first at the beginning of the third season, and I was yeah. into it. It was like Hannibal. It's trippy as fuck. Will forever boggle my mind how that got on network television, but I'm oh, very right. happy. Like, absolutely, like I after re-listening to this, I went back and re-watched like the first five episodes of the first season of Hannibal on Amazon, and Jesus God, Matt, I forget how Matt's good that Mickelson show is. Is, is.
1: Like, like I, I've always known about Mads Mickelson and he's been fine and stuff, but this absolutely sells me on him. So he's, good, he's been great on other stuff, but this is that. Hannibal is where he fucking shines. And and I will always be a diehard, oh shit, Eddie Izzard's in here. Why? Who fucking cares? It's Eddie Izzard kind right. of fan. I always Love.
0: forget that Eddie Izzard shows
1: up in that show. Just right. But he, uh, no matter what show it is or yep. movie, it always is like, you know, Eddie Izzard in Mystery Men as a bad guy, Eddie Izzard in Ocean's 13. Yep. Eddie Izzard just fucking pops up when he wants to. And it's, I, get, I eat it up, up like just pure sugar. Yep. I don't know why because he's just got got a charm that doesn't feel like knows that it doesn't want to be charming or something. Yep. It's it's a weird anti charm and it's beautiful. And I he love is very much just like
0: him. I am what I, I I'm doing what I'm doing. And if you want to fucks with me, come on. If not, I ne- fuck you.
1: Yeah. And I never knew he did his stand up in, in drag before. That was yeah. an interesting. Fun I highly thing. recommend he had a he had a yeah, set it's
0: good called the Death Star Canteen. Where he's just like <laughs> obviously there's gotta be somewhere to eat. So it's just like Darth Vader showing up and like grabbing a tray and just <laughs> like it's just like, Alright, uh, all right, what do you want? I want the penne a lavarta. Alright, you're gonna need a tray. Uh I don't want a tray. You're gonna need a tray. I don't I don't know. You're gonna need a tray. Do you <laughs> know who I am? No. Eddie, who is this guy? Like, I'm Darth <laughs> Vader. I'm I read this place. I'm Lord, I'm Lord Vader bill vader no i'm <laughs> done it's so fucking funny that's so honestly great. the thing that i remember the first from eddie Izzard. um when this is kind of late but like i i was late to some of his stuff was fucking uh remember the riches
1: yes yeah right that was i ne- i've never i've not seen it but i knew he was in it and i was like i want to watch this and i i just for whatever reason i didn't get to it's weird um, yeah and uh what else um uh the powers uh powers is actually pretty good it was um oh the the sony, the business... sony playstation's yeah. only like thank you yeah. he he's like the godfather bad guy of the super villains in it and he's really yeah. good okay cool that. um he's just great it is it's fucking treasure
0: it is it is wonderful
1: um what else is there? There's a really much. Oh, like I love Malcolm in the middle is 50. Malcolm, like they did Malcolm that on the middle. fucking purpose. <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle is was really good. It is. It's fantastic. I know I want to rewatch it, but I remember vividly Malcolm. I think Malcolm in the middle, it was the, for, for me was the show that I, um, uh, registered with the most, but it, yeah. it spoke to me in a weird way. Yeah. Cause I don't think I was ever like that about Malcolm, but I felt like I got treated that way anyways. Um, There was like a running joke for most of middle school and high school that I was either like the dumbest smart person or the smartest dumb person. Yeah. And I kinda wore it like a badge of pride. It's like, oh cool, I can fuck with anybody. Yes. But you know, it's that it's that feeling of like, you know, what are you supposed to do? Shit. Yeah. Do something. Um I'm glad that Batman the animated series got on here. Fuck yes. The entire okay fucking just look up dc cartoons and if bruce tim's name is attached to it you watch it yep bruce tim is the reason why harley quinn is harley exists period he created her for the cartoon and became an actual stable um there was a brief time where people thought superman was actually cool and interesting because the only person to really write such ridiculous depth was the animated series and the Justice League stuff, which, again, is all Bruce Tim And
0: all of the really good good Superman comics for the past 30 years that people ignore because it's more fun to jerk off to the idea that Superman sucks.
1: I believe that, too. But as far as I know, the only people that I've talked to that can say, oh, the only Superman I liked is, like, the cartoon one. Um, But I believe you. Yeah, those people, like, don't want to put in the effort
0: to actually prove themselves wrong because it's more fun to... To do yeah. the circle jerk.
1: but um, And Batman Beyond exists because of Bruce Tim. Yep. Like, like, fucking any DC animated, anything with Bruce Tim attached to it is great. And I wish that they would, I don't know, made him a consultant or something on, like, maybe the movies. And I understand the transition to animation and TV, let alone, to movies is probably too much. But making a shared universe like they wanted to do to keep up with marvel i don't know why they wouldn't do it with the guy who literally from 1992 to 2006 hit it out of the park in six different tv series like they wouldn't just ask him how to do something not necessarily give him full control but like jesus and they still they still let him do random uh animated movies yeah they're still in contact with him he's still there and they don't think, oh, maybe this guy knows something we don't about how to juggle this shit. That's my rant. That's
0: fine. Bruce fucking uh, Tim got Star Trek: Deep Space Nine was on there. Show sure deserves to be there. Yeah,
1: I need to. Okay, here's a crazy thing I didn't know when I was listening to um, the honor... the shows that are still going. That could be part later. When yeah. They got to um, uh, Orange is New Black. Of course, that'd be on there. That yeah. fucking red is the former captain yeah. of the Voyager. I didn't know that. Yes, that's fucking over. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's dope. That's dope as right. fuck. Um uh, Yeah, good job see. for two I mean, you know, two Star Treks. So. Yeah,
0: like I think the or, or the, the original Star Trek is you could argue maybe a little too high. I think that show is like should be on here because of its influence, but like oh, apart yeah. from that first season, there's not a lot to write home about. Yeah. Um I'm really glad King of the Hill is on there. Yes. King of the, King of the so Hill is so good. Deserves it.
1: King is uh, so A3 good. it feels a tad low, um, and I don't know about like Scrubs and How I Met Your Mother, and the.
0: I I think those Late are exactly 90s. where they need to be. Okay. Like Scrubs and How I Met Your Mother are both shows that are very pleasant and fun to watch, but like but their
1: first halves are way better than their last. Well, halves.
0: not even that, but it just like they are just very kind of by the books. Like mm-hmm. they do interesting fun stuff, but they are they're not you know they're, they're they're not they're doing everything good but they're doing nothing great like they deserve the recognition but like i i wouldn't put them much higher than they are um i mean if how i met your mother had stuck the landing i think it should have been higher uh because i highly recommend watching how i met your mother like the journey of that show is so good there are so many. I watched
1: like the first five six seasons
0: like there are so many great jokes in that show that like just constantly get called back to that. Constantly, like th- there is a that show has a respect for its fans. That shows like it don't. But boy, yeah. if it had just stuck the land. like, do you know why the "How I Met Your Mother" finale or ending was so such a disaster? Well, no. So you know he's telling the story to his kids, right? Yeah. And you see shots of the kids. If you watch that show over the nine years that show was on the air those kids never age because the creators of the show filmed a bunch of stuff with those kids, like way back, like in the first two years of the show, uh, just like a bunch of like stuff that could just be put into episodes, like shots of them looking for but not saying anything, you know, for, for Ted to be talking to them. Yeah. But they had decided on the finale of the show. They had decided what the ending was going to be. And they filmed the stuff with the kids. Because, like, spoiler alert, the mom dies, and he ends up going to be with Robin. And there they there is a shot in the finale of the kid saying, like... And he's like, okay, that's how I met your mother. And the kid's saying, just like, okay, like, obviously you need to be with Uncle... Or with Aunt Robin. Like, what? Like, yeah, like, that's the whole thing with this whole story. You kept going back to Robin. Like, Robin's your soulmate. Robin's who you should be with. And, like, that they filmed that, like eight years before the finale. Wow. And so they kind of broke themselves into a corner where the show just kept going and going and going. And so all those characters grew in different directions and it doesn't help that Kristen Malati, the lady who plays the mother is an incredibly charming actress, just cute as a button and really talented and was the best part of the final season. And you fell in love with her instantly because you couldn't help, but fall in love with her instantly. And having her be killed off at the very end from cancer so he could end up with Robin, who is a character that you're just kind of tired of by this point, was so dumb. But they didn't believe in their in their minds. They didn't have a choice because they had already filmed that stuff with the kids like eight years before. And so like that is why that show bungled the landing so hard. But it's still leading up to that. Like, honestly, I would say just remove the last season and just watch the show because the very end of the penultimate season is him like seeing the mother for the first time and like all right boom done
1: cool yeah, how i met your mother not how we had yeah. you
0: too <laughs> cuz then you fall in love with the mother cuz she's wonderful and she i remember i was i was watching the ninth season as it aired and i remember um eric goldman who used to be a tv writer for IGN picked up in a couple episodes. Cause like this, the, the last season was interesting because like, like the last two seasons take place entirely over the course of like three days of Robin and Barney's wedding. Um, yeah. so they all take place at like this, this air, like this bare this B and B hotel getaway where they're having the wedding. And that's where he meets the mother. And so the last season, it cuts forward to like Ted and the mom already married Going and visiting this place and like having a weekend away. Um, and there's a couple little things that if you picked up on them, it was just like it was pretty obvious pretty early on, like, Oh, she's got some terminal illness, doesn't she? Like, they <laughs> telegraphed it in like the second episode of the final season. It's just like but, Y'all are gonna kill, because there's, like, one part where he said something. I don't remember what it was. He said just something like, yeah, like, what kind of mom would just leave their kids forever? And, like, the mom, like, gets a little choked up. He's just like, oh, no, that's not what I meant. And it's just like, you mu- you're you gonna kill her. You kill
1: him. He makes killed, you a <laughs> makes makes sweater out of his tears, and you, and kill, you him. kill him. Makes you a couple of babies in a wonderful last season, and you, and kill, you him. kill him. But, so, like,
0: like, the first eight seasons of that fucking that show SpongeBob are reference. so good. <laughs> Um, but, um, boy, it wang the landing so bad, it got the rating it deserved.
1: So I'm both super curious about watching Moonlighting, and, like, terrified of the last, like, two seasons of it. <laughs> right?
0: Because I've never watched Moonlanding, Moon Moonlanding, Moonlighting either, and it seems like very much it just my shit. the
1: fuck apart. <laughs> oh,
0: it really does, but man, yep. it seems like my shit. <laughs>
1: um, so... Yeah, so they bring up Spongebob, Batman animated series, which is great. Um, the two series, well, one that I don't didn't hear them mention at all. And, they, you know, they said they probably need a completely different one for cartoons, and I hope they do it. Um, but since they did, you know, have some on here, just the two quick shout outs. Uh, they mentioned Samurai Jack, and even mm-hmm. with its actual, finally got its last season, and people were, you know, upset about the rushed ending. It's still uh. fucking great, no matter what. Yeah. Um, it's done super well. And um, Avatar The Last Airbender was never brought up, and I thought that was super weird. Yeah. I thought that was just strange.
0: I feel like that um, should have been in, like, the honorable mentions or something like that.
1: Something. Or or sh- I don't know what Terriers is at all. But oh, Terriers is so good. Terriers.
0: No, no, Terriers is really good. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. It is entirely possible just neither of them watched it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know. I, I believe it. And I respect not it for against, saying, like, listen, know, but... if we don't know shit about it, we're not going to, like...
1: Right, right.
0: You know, we're not going to blow smoke.
1: Get your children to write a paragraph.
0: Yeah. I think both their kids Avatar, are pretty young. Avatar Last
1: Airbender was super great. The movie was very bad. Cora was okay. I was confused at the end, but I like girl trips, so that's fine.
0: So, uh... <laughs> we have all learned that Jesse isn't very great at writing in the voice of a child. uh i thought
1: i thought you liked realism at least they don't sound like they're 40 years old (laughs) oh no i hate that too
0: like don't get me wrong That's why the pedantic existentialism shenanigans that's why i like american vandal so much because it's actually kids that sound like kids yeah no like listen I don't like kids that sound like developmentally challenged adults, but I also don't like kids that are, like, precocious and talk like... Like, the only time that's ever I mean, worked...
1: I was, like, channeling what I thought I a three- or four-year-old would know. sound
0: like. Not like a ten-year-old. I know, a bunch of your Uh, The only time... What? When, like The only time, like, any, like, precious, like, like super wise beyond his ears kid thing has worked is in Stand By Me. Every, that... Everything else, it just really hasn't. Uh, so,
1: I don't that's... know, man... Mm-hmm. Real, real quick, your opinion on kids and Stranger Things? Do you think they're written like kids? Yes. Interesting.
0: Because, like, I think they're written like middle schoolers. Like Dustin's just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's what I did in middle school. Yeah, like, right, right. They, they're I love Dustin. Like, He's great. They're written like socially awkward, you know, out there middle schoolers who are thrust into the apocalypse pretty much and mild teenager racism yeah that too uh but yeah um, that's um yeah i think i think they're written like they're not perfect but i think it works
1: x files is number 20 that's about perfect as it can get i think yes uh buffy's really high i like that 25 yeah buffy is really um, high so this I have this weird thing about one season stuff. Like, do, do they really earn it with one season? Like, Firefly at 62 makes sense. Freaks and Geeks in My So-Called Life at 26 and 27. They're I thought it really, was interesting. Like, they're
0: real good shows. And, I mean, yeah. they adequately, like, they, they hindered. They were penalized for being one season shows. Because
2: right. they
0: changed the scores for one season shows. Right. Um, but they're still which, really high which at 26 shows and 27. How, which shows how good those shows are. Um, Fraser thirty
1: two is a very snug I, and uh, very f- good spot. Frazier's so good. Uh,
0: Fraser's so good and so different from Cheers, but they managed and oh my god,
1: it's so good. Oh yeah. Um, thing elsewhere where Howie Mandel came from, which is crazy. Yep. To and me. Denzel Washington I know that. And yeah, just yep. Um, Gunsmoke fifty nine, Sex and City at sixty. Just running through like super yeah. highlights. Um.
0: Everybody loves Raymond at sixty eight, I think, is that's reasonable. True.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Per- that's pretty perfect for it. Yeah. Futurama at seventy nine I'll I'll be okay with just because Yeah, I think yeah, that's though. reasonable. I, I love think Futurama, Futurama really like, special.
0: I I think Futurama's peak is great, but I feel like Futurama's not peak is not peak enough to drag it back down.
1: What should be higher, Futurama or King of the Hill? King of the Hill. Yeah.
0: I think like that's not even that. Like that's not, not even a hesitation yeah. for me.
1: King of the Hill's a three, but yeah, like yeah. King of the
0: Hill is so consistently wonderful, and like Futurama is very hit and miss.
1: Do you know anything about Six Feet Under?
0: A little bit. Like I think eighty-eight's a it's a good spot for it.
1: Yeah, I I I read randomly just what people thought of the placements on here from the book, and this just that's I don't know some of the people. Yeah, I know some of the people who were like, man, Six Feet Under is like one of the best. Blah blah blah. It's because it was on HBO. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, but suggestively, they seemed like the wrong kind of people. Like, mm. like I think they get, I think Six Feet Under, from what I read about, from what I heard, it sounds like you can get a lot of the wrong things from that show.
0: Gee, wonder if, if we had had a conversation about that about an hour ago. I know, I know. I'm just messing with you. Uh, Board—I'm surprised Boardwalk Empire made it, but it is an HBO show, so that does add about twenty points.
1: I see. I wish. Yeah. yeah. I see. I really need to finish. I've only seen the first season of Deadwood, but I'm curious because, because I don't know if, like, knowing nothing and just seeing how both were responded and stuff, I—it's it, just a very curious thing to me that Deadwood is nine and Boardwalk Empire is ninety-three.
0: Like Boardwalk Empire um, is not as good as the sum of its parts yeah like boardwalk empire on paper is one of the best shows of all time but it just didn't quite come together
1: yeah and i think honestly it comes to the that deadwood's parts are bigger than yep. what people thought the sum would be
0: well uh, yeah because like deadwood because like boardwalk empire is like martin scorsese steve buscemi like all of these like heavy hitters and deadwood was like Ian McShane, Timothy Olyphant, and David yeah. Milch, who are these incredibly talented people, but not really big names, especially not in 2004.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And so it worked. It it kind of snuck up on people. Uh yeah. but yeah, they are about to start production on the uh on the movie to finally wrap it all up. The
1: Deadwood movie. Yeah, I think actually they started filming that, this month, I yeah, believe. That's what I mean. Whatever. Yeah. Like
0: yeah, they're okay. um when yeah, you say production,
1: I was thinking, like, planning and stuff. No, so I like, like yeah, I, no,
0: like, most of the time people say, because, like, pre-production is that. Uh, that's true. Like, getting all that stuff together is pre-production, then production is, like, cameras rolling. Um, right. Uh, it looks like maybe they started filming at the beginning of the month, so it should be out next yep. spring.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. So that's excited. exciting. I'm going gonna, gonna to finish Deadwood Yeah,
0: then. I need to do that, because it's all on Amazon Prime. There's no reason not to.
1: Oh, is it on than... Amazon Prime?
0: All old HBO shows on Amazon Prime. You didn't know about that? Oh, dope. They've got, like, yeah, all, like, they... I don't like, have to... Hmm? Yeah. Like, no, it was
1: like, <laughs> it was like, Jenny, good news that I don't have to steal your HBO yeah, Go Yeah, it's thing like, anymore.
0: um, pretty much anything that's, like, five years or older from HBO, or most things that are five years or older, like, from HBO that, like, produced by HBO or on Amazon Prime, so... Okay, that's tough. uh, Sex... I don't know if Sex in the City is, but, like, The Sopranos and Girls and Curb Your Enthusiasm and Eastbound and Down and... Uh, Deadwood are all just on Amazon Prime.
1: Oh yeah, your like, like, enthusiasm is on here. Yeah. yeah oh I, no. Yeah. So you want to talk about people not understanding? Larry David has like I guess every day of his life since 1998 had to explain to people that the people in Seinfeld are not good people and it should not be your friends and you should not like. Yep. Them. He has. He has had to. Defi- he has had to yep. explain that to people forever.
0: Which is why in the finale. It is very much them saying these people are bad and should be punished. You
1: know, and why? Because they're in jail.
0: And people hated that finale. Because yeah, they didn't like, oh, want to face that. that to the, um, yeah. But it's it's the problem you've had with, like, the rise of the TV anti-hero. It's why people, like, called, like said that Skyler on Breaking Bad was an insufferable bitch. No, she wasn't. She was reasonable and acting like any human would do. But... You we are conditioned to hate the people like yeah. we're conditioned to like the protagonist regardless of the type of person they are. Yeah. And to view any person pushing back on the protagonist as the villain. And, and, we, like, and we've I've yeah. had
1: this argument with you before. I think that they played more sympathy than blame on Walter at the end of Breaking Bad. I think I mean, they gave him more sympathy in that finale. If,
0: I don't know if they gave him sympathy in the finale, but they might they, they humanized him. Yeah, and I like, think that
1: was a bad decision.
0: I don't know if it was a bad well no, because in the finale because they humanized him, but we also got the moment that we had to have. Which was him saying, Finally admitting to himself and to Skylar, I did it for me.
1: Yeah, but I think a lot like, of people misconstrue that as humanizing. That was like
0: that but like that was the moment that the entire series was leading up to was him finally
1: admitting. Because like I think if he about, did it more with like arrogance and rage than like almost crying, I would. Well, have been no, more because into like
0: it. he finally admitted it once everything had fallen apart. Like his life was over, yeah, and he could take a step back and just be like, no, no, all of this happened. Yeah, everyone's life is ruined. People are dead.
1: Pity is the ultimate sympathy because people can't register the the difference.
0: Yeah, but like it's just an issue we've had with like the rise of the antihero it with is. like shows like The Sopranos and Breaking Bad and this and that and the other and. No. And uh, Tyler Durden, and like, there's a reason why they say people that love Tyler Durden are the people that love Walter White. Like, oh, yeah. that, again, that comes. I think that is the same conversation as the satire thing. It's like when you are when you put a person as the main character, focus protagonist of a television show. Yeah, people are conditioned to sympathize with them and think that they are right in what they are doing, regardless of what they're doing.
1: And you know, I think I, I can I can like appreciate and respect. Uh, your your uh, thoughts that like it's hard to do, and some and usually it's not worth the risk. But I yeah. really appreciate those risks. But I understand more of what's it's what like going for. I guess I can this, appreciate you know, those and risks getting shitty as that sounds. Like, yeah, like, I, I get it. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't I know can, how else to I, really put it.
0: I can appreciate those risks, but also I there aren't like people trying to legislate my existence and kill me because of my skin color. So I can take a step back. And say, oh, yes, those risks are reasonable. Because those risks aren't going to result in pain to me and people like me. In the way that Archie Bunker, I'm sure, directly resulted in a lot of black people getting their asses kicked in the 70s. Like, we have the privilege of not having to suffer those consequences. So it's easy to say it's worth the risk. Because it's not going to hurt me. And on that note uh thanks for making me feel like shit anyways what we got next week (laughs) uh i'm not gonna go super deep into it uh i just got a sound clip to play us out um fuck yeah you can find me not play my house for once (laughs) well i mean if you insist um god damn it uh you can (laughs) find me on twitter at na davis 47 you can find us on twitter at consumerism with the one for the i you can find our wrestling show pastamania every other wednesday we're done we're done, Jesse,
1: this week. We're at the end. We are at the end of the so Samoa. J-
0: Jesse, I'm going to yes. make a promise to you right now. Okay. We're never going to do any more TNA. <laughs> we will never touch <laughs> TNA again. I promise.
1: <laughs> Baby. Nope. So,
0: for Jesse, I am Adam. We will see you guys next week.
2: You know a town with money's a little like the mule with a spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it, and danged if he knows how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> mule. The name's Landley Lyle Landley, and I come before you, good people, tonight with an idea—probably the greatest. Oh, it's not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville idea. Now wait just a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. Just tell us your idea, and we'll vote for it. All right. I tell you what I'll do. I'll show you my idea. I give you the Springfield Monorail. (laughs) I've sold monorails to Brockway, Ogdenville, and North Haverbrook, and by gum it put them on the map. Well, sir, there's nothing on earth like a genuine, bona fide, electrified six car monorail. What'd I say? Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. That's right, monorail. 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 Hear those things are awfully loud. It glides as softly as a cloud. Is there a chance the track could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. What about us Brendan slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. Were you sent here by the devil? No good, sir. I'm on the level. The ring came off my pudding can. Take my penknife, my good man. I swear it's Springfield's only choice. Throw up your
1: hands and raise your
2: voice. What's it called? Once again.
1: So all cracked and broken. Sorry, Mom, the mug has spoken. Mono. Don't.